I'm going to sidestep today and skip the intro story. This is important subject matter, and there's so much to it that I can't even get everything into one half-hour podcast. So let's jump right in this morning with how to sniff out a liar. This is Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm a storyteller most of the time, a lover of nature, and a fine-tuned observer of everything going on around me. Sometimes it might look on the surface that I'm not paying attention or my head's in the clouds somewhere, but guess what? I'm paying attention. One of the biggest tricks to survival that I've learned through childhood traumas young adult trials, obstacles I've had in in my current life form, has been to listen, to learn to really, truly listen, and not only to the spoken word. I myself can't just brilliantly mouth away solutions and explain ideas right off the cuff, on the spot, and a lot of other people are not good at it either. Sometimes really honest people have such a hard time explaining something that it might come off as something that you shouldn't put too much faith into. And sometimes people who are too good at talking because they've practiced it might be trying to get something out of you. And sometimes these things can be completely reversed, off track. So how are we supposed to navigate through this crazy world of greed and insecurity and jealousy and paranoia? There's ways to do it. But the key to it all is to really, really learn how to listen with your whole body. And most people aren't so good at that. First, let's understand something. Nobody is 100% evil. And we all lie. I lie. You lie. Everybody lies. Most of the time, these lies are really tiny, and they don't really do that much one way or the other. But to have the expectation that a person in our life be 100% truthful every day of their lives and perfect from now on, or to be some sort of saint, well, that's not realistic. And it's way too much pressure on anybody. And it causes problems. We're not perfect. Nobody is ever going to be perfect. And your partner, whether they're your romantic partner or your business partner, is going to screw up sometimes. And you're going to have to keep your wits about you and not act like the moral police. People are complicated. Now, with that in mind, let's say that there's a very big, important situation that's evolved. And this time, it's a lie, or really the feeling that there's a lie, that you can't ignore. Because it's going to cause you to make a bad decision, or you don't have the real facts, so you don't really feel like you can move forward. And this decision could somehow hurt you. So you need to go in and find the truth. This is not a tiny lie. Or say you're meeting a new person and you want to know if this person is legit, trustworthy, or if this person's just here to scam you or take advantage of you, take advantage of your family. So let's explore a few ways of sniffing out the truth. I say sniffing out because a lot of the ability to see the truth comes from being able to identify somebody's chemical signals 
And that's a very natural thing to do. We call it instinct. We call it a gut feeling. But it has a scientific reason behind it. It's not just some magical supernatural power. You're literally detecting somebody's chemical signals that change with every emotion or thought that they have. We're not solid bodies. Everything penetrates us. And this is just the first thing I'm going to talk about in regards to finding out whether or not somebody's lying to you. Because it's the oldest language in the world. Interpretation of chemical signals. And it's the one that's going to cut through any verbal or body language BS that a person might be trying to use on you. So you're not a solid body. And these signals are going to go right through you and into you. You're going to smell them, taste them on the air. Really subtle, but you're going to get it. They're going to seep into your skin. You'll actually physically feel things in certain instances. Your gut will tell you. Because you're getting penetrated with what their body is releasing in your direction. These chemical signals are released through tears, sweat, breath, saliva. When a person talks to you without a mask on, if you could only see on a camera that would pick it up, you would see your face immersed in an ocean of moist breath. It's a big cloud. I know that sounds kind of gross, but it's true. A conversation between two people generates a lot of passing of chemical signals in that saliva, in that breath. If somebody's crying, you're going to get an even bigger dose of it. When you're working out with somebody and you're both sweating or running together under the sun in the park, you're passing those signals back and forth. Their thoughts, their emotions, yours to them paranoias that might be existent between one or two of you. And that's the first key if you really want to get the truth out of somebody. Get them somewhere in person with you. Be right there so you can breathe in everything they're about to reveal to you. I guarantee you're going to get some interesting information from just that by itself. The first animals we might think of when it comes to sniffing out somebody is a dog or a cat. Dogs and cats are really good at interpreting those aromatic chemical signals. They can tell whether or not to trust you within seconds. They can tell immediately if it's possible to challenge you and get away with it. They know if your guard is up or down. They know about you than you probably do. Because they're practiced at interpreting that chemical signal-based language, and they trust it. It's always worked for them. So why shouldn't they trust it? But we tend to brush it off. We want more logical interpretations of everything. But what if somebody's agenda doesn't have any logic to it that you might understand? Then you, believing there's some logical reason behind what they want... You can misinterpret that person. They can get away with lying to you. Rely more on those pheromones or chemical signals, those more subtle aromas and flavors that are more honest than this, this idea you have 
that this person must have some sort of logical reason behind what they're saying or doing. Because right there, you've already set yourself up for a misunderstanding. Not everybody's sense of logic is going to match yours. So if you can learn to trust your own ability to pick up on somebody's chemical signals, and you will feel it and you will recognize it, and trust what nature gave you, then you've already got a head start. You're going to naturally know something is off. How many times has somebody said, I was with this woman last week. I came home and my wife claimed she could smell another woman on me. They say, I couldn't get away with cheating on her. Do you really think your wife has some supernatural power? No. She's just really tuned in to your pheromones and what you're giving off the minute you step in the door. Doesn't matter if you've had a shower Because what she's detecting is not a smell that came from some other woman's body odor. It's you. You are sending out a fresh new signal and she can smell it. Something's changed. You're different. And there's no reason for it. You didn't just win a Grammy that would explain away a new emotional sensual feeling that's triggered a brand new chemical signal output. So what happened? Why do you suddenly smell like you won something? Now let's say you have a business partner who you know is lying to you about something. You just know it. You don't have any proof. But again, something in your gut is raising some flags. You got to follow that. If you feel it, follow it. Well, since you don't have an intimate relationship with this person and you don't know them well enough to differentiate between their chemical signals, their intimate chemical signals, you don't know how they normally smell. You've got to use some different tactics. And frankly, this is kind of fun for me. (laughs) I like to investigate things. I'm interested in people and I'm a curious person. So I love it when I get the chance to figure out whether or not somebody's lying about something. It's like walking into a candy store. I'm excited. And that's a good place to put your head in the beginning because you want to be open and curious and in the mood to learn. It's going to set you up for a different kind of scenario. It's going to set you up to win. I promise. The worst thing that we can do when we want to get the truth out of somebody that we believe is lying to us is to go in with guns a-blazing, fired up and ready for a confrontation. That's not going to work. People don't like being accused. They don't like feeling like a bad person. So if you immediately go in with a bad accusation, you're going to hit an immediate stone wall. And in this regard, don't go in biased or sure that this person did this or that. You've got to get out of that mode of thinking and instead think about your goal. You want X information. That's all. You want to get to X. Your bias or any past or historical traumas you had should not be a part of this. You have a goal to get X information. Simple. Now, how do you get there? Well, you relax. This is not about you anymore. Not your past, not your traumatic experiences, not your paranoias. 
the person you're getting ready to talk to is not every person from your past. And this is new. And this is not about you. It's about them. Let it become about them. This is their time to shine. You're going to give them that chance right now. Don't think of yourself. Think of them. Think of how you're going to get to X. Get that information. Let them speak. Let them be. Let them do their thing. This is so important. I can't even tell you. Let this person talk. Do what they're going to do during this conversation, this moment with you. And I guarantee there's a very high chance that they're going to give up enough information that you're going to be able to find out the truth. That information might come out of their mouth and it might come out from between the lines. It might come out from their chemical signals or their body language. But if you're willing to let them talk, let it be about them, give them their moment, you'll probably get what you want if your presence is right. And by that, I mean what I'm going to talk about next, which is your tone of voice, the words you use, the way you listen. People mirror each other. If you ever wanted to know how somebody else in the room with you feels, then take a look in the mirror. If you go in with a chip on your shoulder or accusations on your tongue, then that's what you're going to get. If you are listening to somebody talk and you roll your eyes or you shake your head disapprovingly or you tell them they're a piece of garbage, then you've just given that person a clue that they had better change their strategy if they want you to believe their lie. Don't go in combative or disapproving. Go in with warmth. Be warm. Be welcoming. Be relaxed. Let them know that you're on their level. They'll begin to trust you enough to talk to you. Let them believe that they can trust that they've gotten one over on you, if that's what it takes. And they can continue with their current strategy, the one that you're actually aware of. You're staying ahead of them this way. They'll give themselves away. When people are relaxed around you, they give up more information. And how do you go into a situation like that, where you feel like somebody's lied to you, when you've genuinely been hurt? How do you go into it and be warm and friendly and relaxed, when what you really want to do is scream at them, or let them know that you know, or slap that smug grin right off their face? Well, I've got a trick for that, too. (laughs) And it goes back to the first thing that I mentioned in this podcast— Nobody is 100% evil. There's always going to be something about every single person that's interesting, something somewhere that's good or attractive, a good quality. You do everything you can to find that quality, and you focus on that. Don't focus on how mad you are or how they do this or that or any horrible thing about them. When you point out bad stuff about somebody, that person's going to give you the bad things. When you focus on the good things about a person, that's what you're going to get from them. And they're going to trust that it's probably okay to say more. You want them to talk. So look for that good quality, even if you have to dig for it and put some effort into it. 
Remember, this is not about you. This is not your moment. It's about the goal. You want X information. Don't forget that. And this person is not 100% bad. Focus on their good qualities and relax and let them go. Let them talk. And all you have to do is pay attention and you'll see something. You'll catch something. Most of getting to the truth is paying attention. One of the biggest mistakes police officers make is that they sometimes look down to write notes and they'll miss about 80% of something that would have been extremely telling about somebody's body language. They should have somebody else taking notes. And that's just one mistake. I, I won't even mention the many, many, many others. Interrogation does not work. Meeting and matching somebody at their level does. Your tone of voice. If you're dealing with a businessman with a, a strong presence, for example, and a lot of experience behind him in making deals with shady people, this guy who is proud and satisfied that he's snuffed out competitors and he's a tough business guy, you want to adopt a stronger tone. Because to appear weak in front of this man is going to make him uncomfortable with you. Think of this. If you've had a hard life and you're very skilled and experienced with dealing with bad things and you can solve problems and you've become proud of that and you consider yourself pretty strong and seasoned, doesn't a very emotionally weak and insecure person usually really get on your nerves? This over-victimized, scared person all the time, trying to get anything out of you. Are, you, are they going to be able to do it? Probably not. You've got to meet a man like this on his level. Same thing with that weak, insecure, timid person. Do you go in all strong and poised to strike? No. You'll just make them cower and draw up more and freeze. You won't get anything out of them. You got to go in with a gentler, softer tone, one that shows that you're a sensitive and understanding person, and they'll open up and start to talk to you. I can't believe how many people don't realize this simple common sense idea behind using the right tone when speaking to people. And it's not about being yourself, you're still you. You can still be yourself and adopt the right tone when speaking to certain people. This is not acting. You're not being somebody that you're not. You're just becoming sensitive to the person that you're about to talk to. You're becoming aware of that person. You're paying attention and you're developing your strategy. And if you don't think there's a strategy to sniffing out a lie, you're wrong. There's a strategy. And it changes with every single person you're dealing with. Not everybody's body language is the same. People don't fidget and show nervousness for the same reasons. Maybe somebody who's really excited and nervous about seeing and talking to a celebrity that they like is exhibiting the same behavior as a woman who just killed her boyfriend and stuffed him in the garage. This is a fight-or-flight thing. It comes out in very physical ways. Say these two very different people 
are both burning off that nervous energy by rubbing their hands together in, in a violent way. They're clasping and rubbing and wringing their hands and wrists. Two different people, two different reasons. One's excited and happy and overjoyed. The other one's scared to death she's going to prison. So you can't just say, if somebody's wringing their hands, they're lying. Because that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, to every situation. And on that note, let's get into the really fun stuff. (laughs) Picking apart words. There's an art to this, and there's no way to explain it really quickly, so I'll just talk about one aspect of it, just one. And it's so small that most of the time it's easy to overlook it, and it's in the way that somebody uses their words in a sentence when they're answering your questions. Now, most of the time, which again doesn't cover everything and everybody, but it's a really good indicator Most of the time, people who are telling you the truth will include more detail in their words and use the word I a lot instead of dropping that I. Listen to these two sentences. Ready? Love you. Can't wait to see you. Now listen to this one. I love you. I can't wait to see you. The second, I love you, is more potent. There's a commitment there. There's emotion there. It's not so dismissive. People also tend to overuse words like like, guess, about, maybe, I think. Those non-committal words when you begin to ask questions about the details of their story, as in this sentence. I got back about, I guess, eight-ish Yeah, I think it was like 8 o'clock, as opposed to, I was back home by 8 o'clock. Also, you're not going to hear much detail when somebody's describing something if they're lying to you, because most lies are really shallow. There's no depth to the story. There's no real details. In the first sentence, the person answering is grasping to come up with a time, 8-ish I guess 8 o'clock. And that's the main focus, trying to come up with that number. But the second sentence offers something else, the word home. I was home by 8 o'clock. They're comfortable with that number, and they know where they were. And so back to the former, the answer that sounded a little bit like they were trying to come up with a time on the spot. Well, if you're hearing that, and you're also feeling something that's a little bit off in their chemical signals, nervousness, surprise, fear, then you can start digging at that. Usually a person who's lying will start to get impatient, defensive, because it's irritating. It's exhausting to have to come up with details of a false story right on the spot. You have to think. You have to be quick on your toes. If you've successfully caught a person off guard and without a practiced story already and details to go with it, you're usually going to see that lie. And there's no better way to catch somebody off guard about a certain subject than to go back to what I said in the beginning. Relax and make them feel comfortable and not go in with your guns on. Not letting them even know that you suspect anything at all. 
relax. You might have to have some patience and play the long game, but you'll get your information. You get to the truth when nobody sees you coming. Let people underestimate you. It's an asset. I've seen people fail to get the truth simply by focusing on their gender or their race, which is interesting. I've seen, for instance, women on the police force bringing up the fact that they're a woman and they're going to have a harder time getting the truth out of somebody because they're a woman and they're not going to be taken seriously. I knew a man down in New Orleans, a black man, bring up the fact one time that he was a black man, so he wasn't going to get a date with this white girl that I knew. And do you know what that does? That immediately sets you up for failure. You have determined now that since you're a female or since you're black, that must be a weakness. You have decided that since you're a woman or since you're black, this person's not going to tell you the truth or that girl's not going to go out with you. You decided it and you've already gone in with a failing attitude. You've made it about you. You haven't even given that other person a chance yet to show their true colors first. You've just demonstrated that you have a weakness. And that weakness is the insecurity that your gender or your race is to blame for the negativity that's about to happen that hasn't even happened yet. You're going to go in looking insecure. And that insecurity is what's going to make you fail to get what you want quicker than anything else. You can't do that. Don't think of yourself and set your presence up as weak before you even get started. And to end this, let's talk about respect and ego. We all want respect. It's a basic human desire. But to let that be the focus of finding out the truth about anything will hurt your efforts. You can't force people to respect you or even to like you. It's a gift. Somebody gives you respect when they're good and ready to. So if you're trying to get someone to show you some respect at the same time that you're trying to figure out if they've been lying to you, you've already complicated things and your ego is in the way. You won't get that truth out of them. Your goal should never be about you. It should be to find that truth. How are you going to get to X? How are you going to get that information that you want? Focus on that not you, not your past, not your traumas, not your ego, or your need for closure. That will come later. Don't think about that while you're trying to find the truth. You're just looking for the truth. And you don't even have to jump through hoops. The less that you do, the more you'll find out. The more you relax, show warmth, show that you're not a threat, ask the right questions and not accusatory ones. The more you let go and open up and let your body feel the chemical signals, pay attention, learn to listen, the quicker that truth will be revealed. This has been Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. This is a listener-funded podcast And I'd like to thank my fundamental supporters for this show. Arnold Bloom, Yvonne Ragland, Bruce Presson, Robin Umber, William Bishop, Chris Nolan, and Sheila McGregor. 
I want to thank those of you who have supported the virtual tip jar this week, and I wish everybody well, good health, a content and comfortable mind, and a safe weekend. Please join me next week with more blending into the heart of the natural world.